everybody. This is Muffin with the Daily Biker Podcast. Just here to let y'all know the opinions and ideas expressed in this show are those of the hosts and their guests, not to be confused with their partners and sponsors. Now, let's get it on. Hey guys, this is Sean from the Bikes and Beards YouTube channel, and you guys are listening to the Daily Biker Podcast. You're going to love it. Well, go tinkle. I'm not in this. It's warmer out It's warmer in there. Right? You might be in it right now because I've already hit record. <laughs> hey everybody welcome back to the daily biker podcast i am in beautiful teleco plains tennessee it is a cold cold morning not as cold as it could be but i have special guests with me john buffington yes sir how are you today i'm doing well I'm doing well a little cold but ready to go ride it is a little chilly so we are on day three i guess official day three that's right it's Day four for some, and I guess day five or six for, for some others. Day, day seven for me. <laughs> uh, for the Let's Take a Ride Eastern Rendezvous. So this is the first one. Obviously, this isn't going to be the last one, but this is the first. Yes, sir. So tell us a little bit about what Let's Take a Ride actually is. Well, we were just a group of guys that got together and rode uh, years back, and we had so much fun, we wanted to do it again. So it, I just started creating routes, custom routes for doing it, but then it became like, you know, this is fun, but it's a lot of work. Let's let's make some events. David started off with the Festival of Tents, which was kind of like a BDR-style event. Yeah. Um, we had a different camping spot every night, but we would trailer, you know, we would trailer their, their luggage to the next spot, so you weren't having to do that. And then we started doing some event rides. Well, then you're, uh, you're not getting to have fun if you're having a trailer luggage. Well, <laughs> we were still camping, but yeah. uh, but we got in out and did the event rides, and we were about to get away from that when Mickey here at Toad, uh, over here on Steer Creek Road, suggested or kind of put a bug in our ear about doing a fall event here. He said he can't get anybody yet. He wants the right people. And we yeah. said, okay, let's do it. So here we are. Well, that that works out pretty good for you. I know uh, with Let's Take a Ride, y'all do all kinds of stuff, all kinds of events. You you go to to different events. You have the YouTube stuff that you do, yes. and stuff like that. Uh, how long have you been doing this type of stuff? This really going at it for probably the past two years. So this past year, we're thinking it's like, okay, we need to have like a, a mission statement. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. And so we kind of had a little brainstorming. And so what we came up with is because we do have the YouTube stuff and we have this stuff. And so we are an event in media company promoting fun and adventure riding. Yeah. And that's what we're about is promoting fun because this, as you know, this yeah. is a growing segment in the motorcycle world yeah. and it's all about fun. And everybody needs to get away from their stress of their day jobs to go out and have fun. Well, adventure riding is definitely something that is growing. It's been around for, I don't want to say many years because I feel like that's that's not even given its due justice about how long it has truly been around for. This is one of your your friends. It's a KTM. I know you're a KTM guy. Well, I am not. I'm not brand specific. I am. <laughs> I, I've got a KTM and a Suzuki. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, I've got two Suzukis. Okay. Uh, my wife's got a Suzuki. I've got a Suzuki, and then I've got uh, my KTM your 1090R. KTM. Yeah. But uh, I've been really interested when the Pan Ams came out. Yeah. And I've been I've been eyeing those, and they're and, definitely fun. Yeah. And they're they're doing they're doing a lot to I think help grow this segment. But like I said, the, this is something adventure riding is something that's been around for 
for years upon years upon years. I mean, long before an adventure bike was really right. a thing, guys had the scramblers. Or half the time, they weren't even scramblers. They were street bikes that they just put knobby tires on, mm-hmm. and they were beating out in the woods. I, I think kind of in the east coast, southeast top region, it is for the most part fairly new. Uh, I know they've been doing it a lot, for years, a lot longer in out west, southwest, and stuff like that, but. For here, we had hill climbs and stuff for the past 75 years. Yeah, there was, I mean, you know, that's what Chuck, you know, with rooster scooters was talking about. He said, out here, it was all BSA, Triumphs, Harleys, yeah. you know, that people just built into into the dirt bikes. And, you know, there really wasn't an adventure segment, so to speak, until BMW came out with their first GS. Yeah. You know, and then that kind of spawned it, but it hasn't really taken off, you know, the last 15 to 20 years is where you've seen the growth and it seems like even more recently is you see more manufacturers entering the segment yeah. and then the segments are growing it's not just uh, the huge classes you're getting middle weight bikes and yep. you're getting small so they're coming in all different well you know that that being said i think one of the things that might be helping that segment grow is the fact that a lot of japanese manufacturers have building dual sports for years upon years yeah. and those bikes are getting so cheap now that They've really become entry-level motorcycles yep. for a lot of people. They're buying those, and they love that type of riding. Now, they might buy something that they can go on the street with, but they still go, oh, man, I, I miss that. So they're, they're, a lot of guys are moving to that. And I know I've met several people uh, outside of just Harley-Davidson that, that have all types of adventure bikes. And, you know, I came up here in March for another rally, and I was on my street glide, and I thought I was going to feel awkward when I pulled in. But there were so many people that wanted to talk to me about it. They're like, oh, I got old fat boy at home or I got yes. a cruiser or something like that. So it's definitely very much a, a motorcycle community. I, I feel it has greatly changed. Uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago, this ADV market, really the only big ADV bikes that you had at the time was uh, the Super Tenere, the Trump Explorer and the BMW GS, and those guys were always kind of, to be honest, kind of snobbish yeah. to everybody else that didn't have those bikes. Yeah. But it's a, it's a whole different generation. I mean, those guys that were doing that 15 years ago were in their 40s, and nothing against somebody that's in their 60s. I mean, Chuck's 67 years old, and he's out here acting like a 16-year-old. Oh, he's year killing old. it, yeah. But it, it, has, it has opened up with a younger generation coming in and changing that perspective of what it means to be out here and what these bikes mean to those individuals. And like you said, Pan America, I mean, Harley Davidson's getting out here and showing up and, and making a lot of people look like fools. And <laughs> they were, when they first dropped it, they're like, oh, it's never going to be anything worse than them. And now it's killing it. It is killing it. I'll, I'll tell you something. I hadn't told anybody uh, this. So yesterday, I know that y'all all went out on a big ride, um, Sean and everybody. Yeah. And so I had my father... He just moved to North Carolina. He hasn't ridden anything since scooters back in the 50s, the old yeah. Cushman scooters. So I had him coming just to see what we we're doing. We're walking around. He's 79 years of age. And the bike that had his biggest attention as he was pulling off, he's like, hold on, John. I got to go see these bikes, the Harleys. He really <laughs> liked the Pan Ams. And he's like, I, I want one of those. Yeah. So whether or not he goes on and buys it, he might. I'd love it if he, yeah. at his age, got back into riding. But yeah. that's what... That's what he saw. It's like, I like that. So. Well, I know talking to David, David's really got the bug for the Pan American. Yeah. Right oh, now. yes, he does. So, and, and so it's, you know, and it's interesting. We have everything here. And you're talking about the, the cheaper entry levels. There's a lot of KLRs here. And yeah. I'll, I think 
for a lot of people, that's the adventure starter kit. And some people, they find it and yeah. they stay there. And then you find it and it's like, okay, do I want to go smaller or do I want to go bigger? Yeah. You know, what they figure out what type of riding. Do I like more of the adventure based or do I like more of the woods, single track, gnarlier stuff? And it kind of yeah. gives them an idea of which way to go in the segment, you know, and that's certainly what happened to me. Except I went smaller and smaller and smaller, and then I realized I needed a bigger bike too. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, it's it's really interesting too because there's so much stuff happening right now in that world. I know on um, a previous episode, uh, me and Daniel had talked about the bikes that are coming out. You know, everybody kind of started moving away from those middleweight bikes and stuff like that, and the smaller bikes. And in recent years and in what's coming out within the next year, you have so many companies that are revamping those middleweight platforms. You know, Honda's coming out with a new TransAlp 750. Yep. yep. Kawasaki is apparently doing some stuff with the KLR. I don't quite know yet. I, well, I, be I just heard they're doing some stuff. Yeah. Uh, I would. I would love to see a more competitive klr to be honest i think the klr is a killer motorcycle and you you can't destroy it uh killer being no pun there <laughs> but it's even with the new plastics and stuff it's still so outdated it's just compared to old, everything and it's old tech so that appeals to some people yeah. and then others are like you know it's like can we not lower the weight and get better suspension yeah. and, and and that's the thing it's either Everybody's had one. You either love it or hate it yeah. on those. But well, but there needs to be diversity because there you know you want to have the bike that's right for you. Well, and Suzuki they've uh, they're they have redone the V Strom one thousand. I think yep. it's a ten fifty or something now. And they're about to come out with a new version. They, of it. And they had they're redoing the V Strom six fifty. Yes. So which I've heard is no longer going to be a V. It's going to be a parallel twin. That's right. So we actually we had a recent episode where we talked about parallel twins and that's kind of that that big push you know with honda they have the the africa twin it's a parallel twin 1100 people seem to love that thing but i you know we've talked about it before i feel that there's two different types of adventure bikes there's adventure bikes that are essentially dirt bikes that are turned into being able to be road capable bikes right and then there's road capable bikes that have been adapted to to off-road and i honestly feel the ones that were road bikes adapted for off-road use seem to turn out better for this type of riding for adventure riding because you know nothing against like the klr and xr650 and those types of things but when you get it on that open road which unfortunately doing this type of riding you have to do that it's not yes. just trails everywhere you go well I, I know when i was on a klr 200 mile day was painful Mm -hmm. and I believe you know, it. I'm on, on my 1090 you know on the big adventure bike I can you know I can go blast out a 360 mile I can ride two hours to the trails yeah. ride all day and slab it home on the interstate at yeah. 80 miles an hour and and not have my rear hurting yeah well and that's the thing like with us at white lightning you know Sean has his rides that he does every month and y'all came down and participated on those rides and it's like you know it's even if he goes a, a short distance to get to the ride you know Giorgio went on that ride and I, I think it was only like 35 miles to the trailhead but I know it was a horrible 35 miles on that little <laughs> Yamaha that he was riding now I, I'm gonna I'll tell you something funny about Giorgio you get a kick out of this so I, I had an idea so I filmed him 
yeah. on, when I was racing him. You know, yeah. people say it and it's true. It's not the bike, it's not the suspension, it's not the tires. Because you're yeah. out there the other day, it was a KTM 350, an FE 450, yeah. you know, and myself and, and some other smaller dirt dual sport bikes. Yeah. And he killed us. You know, oh, yeah. he's 62 years old, but ex-racer. Yeah. And he, he was smoking us. I was doing all I could do to keep him in sights. And yeah. it was it was crazy. But it well, was so much fun out there. But, he, that, but he's hurting today. <laughs> I'm sure. But that's also like, you know, what you have a handful of them out here. And I, I feel like they're kind of growing a little bit more in the ADV market. People starting to recognize them. But the sports are scramblers. Yes. You know, people, I think people don't think of them as being a capable motorcycle. That's right. But those guys get out there and they ride with the best of them and that's have a right. blast doing that. Well, and that's, you know, the first time I, you know, we came out here with Sean, you know, yeah. that this summer when y'all had that ride, you know, I could hear Chuck coming up behind me. I could hear that, yeah. you know, his scrambler, that, that twin yeah. just chugging along and yeah. he was getting it, you know, yeah. I thought I was, had a quick pace and then I'd hear him on my tail. I was like, oh no, I better wick it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I, I, some of the footage going back through some of the footage of that ride and i saw a couple bikes go down never saw the scrambler go down no no so it, it was really interesting I, I love seeing like i said i love seeing this segment grow i love seeing people get out there and explore i think there's so many companies right now that are doing things also to help bridge that gap and i feel like definitely bridging that gap between road bikes and dirt bikes is something that helps the motorcycle community as a yeah. whole helps that grow i mean you have stuff like this little yamaha right here i mean you know that thing looks like it'd be a blast to ride yeah and although that one is more street oriented that's not far off from being no. a little scrambler no you could slap a skid plate in some knobbier tires and yeah. you'd have a scrambler yeah, yeah. i mean it, and it's a blast and where we're up here in teleco you know there's woods everywhere but the start of the Skyway is five miles from where we're at right mm -hmm. now. I mean, some of the prettiest riding in the country. And if any of these guys one day was like, I'm just going to do a road day, it, they get to the other side of the Skyway and they're 10 miles away from the Dragon. That's right. So, I mean, it's, we have, we're fortunate enough to have some of the best riding in the country right in our back door. That You're right about that. And, and here's the thing. The majority of the U.S. lives within a day's drive of this area. Yeah. yeah, it's the East Coast, you know. So anywhere along these Appalachians, all the way up from where we are, North Georgia mountains, up yeah. through Tennessee, West Virginia, on yeah. up Pennsylvania, is there is fantastic riding for the majority of Americans within less than a day's drop. Usually, if you had a big, you know, we're talking about these big adventure bikes, yeah. is you can get on and go out and have an adventure and be about home the same day. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's such... Uh, an exciting time to be in yeah. you know um neither one of us are old enough to to see some of those exciting moments in history of motorcycles obviously uh the late 70s into like the early mid 80s there was a big shift in what was happening in motorcycles and it was an exciting time for the people then to see what was changing with the japanese market and developments that harley davidson was making and some of the european companies you know BMW going, hey, here's an adventure bike. Oh, what's this? That's what, never it, been done before. Those types of things. But we are seeing history being made right now, again, in the motorcycle industry. And I don't think people realize it. And if they do, I don't think they're appreciating it as much because there's going to be a moment, you know, 
40 years from now, you're going to have those guys that go, I remember when the Pan America first came out. Yeah. Or, you know, hey, I remember when Yamaha decided to make a Teneri 700 or, or whatever it may be. It's, it's just, there's so much happening right now in the industry and it's moving so fast. It's almost hard to keep track and keep yeah. pace of everything that's going on. It's an exciting time to be so, an adventure bike segment. Well, I know with Harley Davidson, we're, we're really excited to be part of this. We're really excited to be able to get out here at these types of events, uh, be able to bring a little lounge area for people to chill in and the yurt, uh, and stuff like that. And, I know it's it's something that, you know, five years ago, I, I never would have thought of, of it being like this. I mean, even when Harley Davidson said, hey, here's a sneak peek or preview or whatever of what we're working on, I never would have imagined it being as accepted as it mm -hmm. has been into that ADV market. Now, once again, that might be what we're seeing yeah. out here. It might be different in other parts of the country, and hopefully it's not. But, you know... Right here across from us, this is a, a German company. I can't even remember what the name of it is. Wonderlich. Wonderlich. Or I think that's what it says. Uh, yeah, the, uh, I think Wonderlich. it's licensed, yeah, the Wonderlich. license on the front. And, you know, they are, they. it's a German-based company. They're based out of North Carolina, the guys that are here. But, you know, for them, GS has always kind of been a thing, followed right behind, closely behind with KTM. Uh but they're out here with the Pan Americas. And That's they, right. They're loving it. I mean, they're like they're they're seeing the future. They're well, the, paying attention yeah. to this. Well, style. the GS crowd knows Wonderlick, and here they are with two Pan Ams in a in a Sportster with their products on it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It is. Uh, it's definitely something that uh, opens up the eyes. People have to start paying attention more to what's happening. Uh, those types of things, I think, will just aid. Harley Davidson in the sale of the Pan America as more companies come along yep. and they see they're like oh you know these companies are getting behind it it must be something decent because I do know when they first came out there was all these people there going oh there's not the aftermarket for it well aftermarket's growing really quick right now I'm, I'm fortunate enough working at the dealership to see it you know every day it's like hey this company now has a product this company now has a product this company now has a product and it's so grandiose to to see this little child as it as it grows <laughs> is the best way i can describe it so look here comes the one of which guys now of course they're driving mercedes yes um, yeah, uh, of course i never would have guessed they would they would drive something I mean, it looks like that's got four-wheel drive that conversion does look on like there four -wheel drive. yeah that, that looks fun is what that looks like yeah it does well you mentioned with the adv market you know we know the overlanding market's growing so you know venture ridings that's overlanding on two wheels yeah yeah so it's yeah, well, I mean, so where we're at here in Telco is called TOAD, which stands for uh, Telco Overland Adventure Destination. Uh, and y'all's little logo that y'all have, I thought was was so awesome because you have, you know, the full ADV guy and all his gear and everything. What looks like he's riding a KTM kind of <laughs> in the image. Uh, I immediately, when, when I first saw Sean show me the picture, I was like, that's a KTM. He's like, what do you mean? I was like. Think about who designed the shirts, guys. That's a KTM. <laughs> Come on now. I was like, but, but you know what the other bike is. Yeah, yeah but then it, he's next to a Sportster Scrambler with the Toad on the mm -hmm. bike and everything. I was like, it's it's a it's fantastic. And you know, like I said, I can't wait to see 
this event grow? This is the first one. I think y'all have a little over 100 people here and everything. Yeah. And I mean, it's just fantastic. I mean, uh, you know, everybody here is going to be like, oh, we're coming back next year. Just let us know when it is. It's, it's, it's fun. I mean, I don't know any other way to describe it for anybody that's never done this, came well, we, out to we, one of these, rode one of these bikes. We hope to have y'all back here next year. I hope, yeah. hope that Mickey has us back here next yeah. year. And we're looking forward to this. This is the right venue, the right time of year. Well, I, I definitely think so. I think, I mean, Mickey has a big passion with, yeah. with this type of stuff as it is already. Uh, and he knows that he's in a, in a prime location for this type of stuff. <laughs> of course, it's also one of those things where it's like, oh, I got the property. Why not make a little bit of money? That's right. At the that's same right. Time. So, but it's also, it's a perfect spot. You know, we're, we're back in this holler and everything. And, you know, the, we're still in the shade. But the sun's slowly drifting into the valley, and at a perfect time of year, you can see the color change on the trees and all that other stuff. I mean, you, you couldn't ask for a, a better day, a better weekend to do these types of things. It's just gorgeous outside. Well, I'm going to ride today. and I, I, My buddies are down there itching. I see them with, geared up, and I'm like, oh, no. They're, well, they're, they're let, waiting on me. I'll let you go ride, but before yeah. I do, I got, yes. I got a question for you. All right. What is your top three, not just ADV, what's your top three favorite motorcycles? Oh, crap. I'm not going to hate on you if you don't say Harley. But what's your top three favorites? <laughs> um, that's a tough question. I I had a, a love-hate relationship with my old KLR. Um, and I'll tell you what I loved about it is I could beat the snot out of it. I could abuse it, and it would always get me where I need to go. It okay. might not sound pretty. Yeah. It might sound and when I and it, and it sounded like a rattle can going down the road. Yeah. But it always got me there. What I hated about it was not good at anything. Yeah. You know. But so I, I will have to rate that up there. Um I liked my old Goldwing I had. I had yeah. an old class an eighty two G L eleven hundred. Okay. And I liked that for road yeah. and I and I really liked the older style bagger that style. I'm yeah. not as much a fan of the newer ones. The older yeah. the older style. You know, it was made in America at that time. Yeah. You know, but um I liked it as the street bike, but uh I'm enjoying my KTM ten ninety now. But here's the thing. We've got this custom scrambler. Yeah, I rode it around here. I was like, "Ooh, I like I like this a lot." Um, so I'm gonna ride it around this afternoon a little <laughs> bit in here, and I may change my mind on that. Well, don't damage somebody's baby because somebody's gonna win. Somebody that bike. is gonna win that, but no, that felt really good. I have not spent. I, if I spent more time on that, it'd probably be changing my mind <laughs> real quick because it was intoxicating just getting that thing going. Yeah. So. All right. Well, John, I appreciate it. I'll yes, let you get sir. ride. All right. Y'all have a good one. Hey everybody, this is Sean at White Lightning Harley-Davidson. I want to thank you for listening to the Daily Biker Podcast. You can reach the podcast on Facebook or Instagram at The Daily Biker, or you can email the podcast at thedailybiker at gmail.com. Be sure to keep an eye on White Lightning Harley-Davidson social media pages for the most up-to-date information on all our events and where you can find the boys.